0: want to get one that's fine we'll just add the rest we'll put the remainder in the in the uh pantry food pantry because we do um uh bountifully blessing ministries here where we bless a family bless two families uh, a month where they get a huge box of food amen with meats in there so those that haven't received you know you, you you're, you're 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 missing out on a treat amen it's just, it's enough for not only you, um, uh, uh well, I have to be careful here. That's get a double thing here. Amen. So now we're, we're getting ready for, for the word of God, um, and believing the Lord has a word for us today. Amen. And we're, we're thankful for that. Um. Uh, and please, ma'am, please sir, continue to, to lift up those that are, are on the sick list and are in need as people are going through. Uh, we're ready tonight, right now for the word of God. Let's hear what for the word of God. Amen. Testing, testing. Good morning, church.
1: Let's pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, once again, we want to thank you, Lord, for bringing us together this morning. God, as I come before you this morning, Father, in the presence of your angels and your people, I ask God that you will help me to decrease while you increase, Father. Father, may the many blessings be upon us in this house here at House of Destiny. Father, those that are missing today, Father, we ask for their protection, Father, as they go about their ways out of town. and through the bereavement of their families and whatever the situation may be, Father God. And Father, we just ask, Lord, that you continue to bless us in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen, please. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Our title today is, Wear Your Garment Loosely. Once again, the title of our message today is, Wear Your Garment Loosely. And let's go to the book of uh, 2 Corinthians, five, verse one. We usually have the uh, <coughs> we usually have the scriptures and all up there, but we're going to do it the old-fashioned way today. It's all right to <coughs> be able to learn how to still count without a calculator. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you got to. To go back to the original of it all. Wear your garment loosely. You know, in this day and age that we're living in, you know, we're faced with a lot of situations, you know, and I'm not going to get too deep into the reason why it is that way today because that's not the scope of this uh, teachings today, this sermon. However... God wants us to know that regardless of what it is that he does for us in this life. No matter. How many of y'all know people are crazy for money? Can I get an amen? Will money not make you stupid? I mean, will money not flat out make us stupid? Because it opens up those avenues to things, you know. And it takes the disciplinary aspect out of it, you know. You when know, you know, people used to ask my grandfather all the time, "How you doing today?" he say, "Without." Mm-hmm. Now you think about that. Without. That's how he's doing today. Without.
0: Not having.
1: And being disciplined enough to understand that sometimes it's okay not to have. Matter of fact. Sometimes it's beneficial not to have. Because, you know, if God gave us everything that we wanted all the time, we wouldn't have no need to serve him. We wouldn't have no need. See, anybody can serve him and say amen when everything is going all right. But every once in a while, God has to put a little salt in the wound just to see whether we... Of where we need to be. And I guarantee you. Every time he puts salt in that wound. We'll find that we're not where we think we are. With this thing. You know. So. God is saying. Regardless of all of this stuff. And all the accomplishments. And all the <coughs> money that's being made. <coughs> and all the material things. He said look. He said. I need for you to understand one thing. Wear your garment loosely. And what I mean by that is. Don't get too attached to this stuff. Don't get too attached to this stuff. This stuff is a facade. The real world is the world to come. We're living in a facade right now. It it appears to be real. But it's an illusion. And it's got a master trickster in it. And a lot of people like to call it that master trickster, Satan, but let's call that trickster self today. That's your greatest enemy. Your greatest enemy ain't Satan. Your greatest enemy is you. Wear your garment loosely. For we know that verse 5, I mean chapter 5, 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 1 says, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle, this thing right here, were dissolved, and we know that one day it will be, we have a building of God, a house that is not made with hands, that means it's not made with material things, But it's eternal in heaven. You see, one of the biggest situations and one of the biggest downfalls of the modern-day church is that we've taken the eternal house of our salvation out of the equation. We don't even do too much talk on eternal life. Everybody now has got a feel-good message. God is about to do this. And it's, all, it's always God. is. I want you to listen to these folk closely when you're listening to them. They always say God is about to do this and God is about to do that. And God is in your life. They prophesy lies. Because it's like that carrot that's on that stick that's on the back of that Muse head, he see that carrot, He walking toward it, God is about to do it for you. God is about to do this and God is about to do it, And you constantly, see, you're in an illusion. You're being tricked. See, God has already done it. He says, finished. And we got to keep bringing this fact home. And stop letting these lying preachers holler about, God is about. To do this, and God is going to do that, and God is going to do that. It's God already did. The Bible say God rested. Whatever it is, minister, that God is going to do, God has already done it. And I'll say it again. We just need to get to stepping in order to discover it. Amen. Are y'all with me on this? Wearing this garment loosely, no matter what it is that we've got, the houses, the cars, the, 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 the nice wives, the nice husbands, the money, it doesn't matter. The health, you know, all of it got to go. All of it. Can't get too attached to this stuff because the more attached you get to it, the harder it is to let it go. Do you realize how difficult it is for a rich man to die? Knowing that he can't take all his caviar with him and his don Perignon. Well, think about it. It's easier for a poor man to die that's been suffering all his life. He's ready to get up out of here. Somebody say, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm ready. Because I'm tired. I'm woe out. There ain't nothing left here for me on this earth that I want to do. Because I've already done everything that I wanted to do. I've already accomplished just about everything that I wanted to do. And guess what? Ain't none of it satisfied me. I'd rather have me. I got a little dog that that, that, that stayed next door. little bitty dog. Look kind of like that thing you got. He ain't as crazy as that thing that you got. But he looked kind of like him. And 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 he and you think he was a skunk because he's black and white like a skunk, right? And when I come outside, he'll bark to let me know that he's there because he's, he and I made friends together, you know. And I guess that he has never checked. <laughs> and I won't. And, 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 and this little dog, this little bitty dog, you know, he'll come over there, man, and I can be in let the door up on my garage, and I can be back there, you know, trying to keep the dust off my cars, which is impossible. It ain't going to happen. Or I can be out there piddling around or whatever, you know, or just breathing in the good air. And and I look down, and there that little dog is. And I look at her, and I say, hey, little doggy. And we become friends. And a lot of times that means more to me than all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? And now he's got so when I go and I, I have to watch him because when I go to let the, the door down, I have to make sure that he's not there or in there inside because I don't want nobody to think I'm trying to steal a dog, right? The dog is my friend. You know what you want me to do? He's in my, I pay over there. He's in my territory. You know, if you, if you don't want him communicating with me, then you, you lock him up. Because as long as you let him out, he's going to communicate with me because we like, we, we like that now. You understand what I'm saying? See, you can't tell a dog who, who his friend is or who his enemy is. That, you shouldn't be able to tell people that either. People ought to have sense enough to make up their own mind. You know. So he said, now, if this earthly tabernacle, this thing right here, was dissolved, then everything else that I've accomplished in life, Physically, it's dissolved too, right? I can't take it with me. So what good is it for a man to gain the world and lose his soul? And what will a man give in exchange for his life? You know what I'm saying? So First Peter goes on and he puts it like this. First, second Peter, the first chapter. 2 Peter, the first chapter, <clears throat> verses 13 and verses 14. Peter puts it like this. Tell me when you get there, if you will. Amen. Give everybody else a cup of Second Peter. 2 Peter, the first chapter, verses 13 and 14. I'll probably read 15 too. Maybe doubt it. But it says, 13 says, Yea, I think it meet. In other words, I think it to be necessary that as long as I am in this tabernacle, this body that I'm in now, that I need to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly, listen to me now, Knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, Mm -hmm. knowing that just in a little while we got to shed this thing called this tabernacle that we're living in, Amen. Amen. Even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed us, because He had to shed His, right? But He also showed us His resurrective power, right? He just didn't. He He just didn't. Leave it one way. And I'm glad that he didn't. He showed the whole thing, and he gave it to us straight as, And is 1 Corinthians three, starting at the 11th verse, First Corinthians three, starting at the eleventh verse. Watch this. Talking about how we build people. That's why I don't like self-righteous people. Every person in here sin. If you're in here breathing, you sin. Now you might not believe it. You know, you you, you might be done tricked yourself to think that you are all that. But the word of God say that our righteousness is a filthy rag that we filthy from the top of our head all the way down to the bottom of our feet. That's what God's word says. So I'm sorry if, I don't mean to bust nobody' bubble, but I do intend to tell you the truth here. Watch this. He says now, verse 11, 1 Corinthians third chapter verse 11. He said, For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. See, that's our foundation. Can't nobody go back and redo that foundation, okay? Because however you start, that's how you end. If you start out crooked, you will end up crooked. As I said, that's a 90-degree angle. In construction, that's what we call a 90-degree angle there. And if that angle on the foundation is crooked, then when you build on it, that wall is going to be crooked too. And when that wall is crooked, that house is going to be crooked. Amen? Amen. How many of y'all know all of us got a little crook in us? Yeah, I'm going to prove it to you in a minute. Amen. I mean, we just got to come clean, people. We can't get no help. Unless we come clean and stop judging each other and just realize that, hey, none are righteous, no, not one. Amen. You know, let's just realize it. Let's just make this thing easy and stop this old church foolishness that folks be doing. You know what I'm saying? And just just quit. Quit trying to act like you all that. Say it again, Annie. Relax. Because God never intended for us to be so high-strong about this. He realized. He said, rest in me. He said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Take it upon you, my yoke, and learn of me, and you will find rest for your soul if you learn of me. Problem is, the churches ain't teaching so that you can learn of Christ so that you can be at rest and not be so hard on yourself. When you fall short. Because you're going to fall short every day. And you can't keep beating yourself up. And beating yourself up. And beating yourself up. Just because you fell down. Just get up. up. He said though a just man falls seven times. He'll get up. I've been falling down and getting up all my life. (laughs) Bet you have too. Look at the baby. He keep going. But even as when you master what you think you've mastered at walking, you still trip and bump your head sometime. All right now, all right. So, so, you, so, so, expert or not, you still got room for error. So the Word of God says here that even though we can't do. This foundation again, verse 12, says, Now if any man build thereupon this foundation with gold, which is spiritual purity, silver, which is revelations from God, precious stones, which are precious thoughts from God, wood, now here we're coming to the ugly stuff, wood, hay, and stubble. See, It says, If any man build upon this foundation with this stuff, every man's work shall be made known or manifest, right? For the day shall declare it Mm. because it shall be revealed by what? Somebody say suffering. Suffering. (laughs) God going to find out what we made out of. But we serve a real good God. And don't you ever let no religious idiot get in the way of you and your Redeemer. I'm going to show you how God feels about us in a minute. Just just here in a minute. He said, now, in you, you're going to have some good stuff, but you're going to have some bad stuff too. And all of it's going to be tried by the fires of life, suffering, trials, tribulations. Jesus says in the world you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer for I've overcome the world. He tells us that. The book says here, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 14. If any man's work abides, which he hath built upon thereupon, he shall receive a reward. What? 15 says, If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer a what? But. That cancels out the loss right there. Watch this. But he himself shall be what? Didn't I tell you God is a good God? God said, I'll burn up what ain't good in you because I'm going to try it by fire. But don't you worry about the loss. If you done lost money, don't worry about it. If you don't lost houses, don't worry about it. If you don't lost a little bit of your health, don't worry about it. If you don't lost a loved one, don't worry about it. He said, don't worry about none of that. You're going to suffer some losses, but you yourself shall be saved. Somebody ought to say amen to that. Amen. See, that's something you ought to roll on the floor for. If you was a, if we were a flow rolling church. Well, she had to say right. <laughs> if we were one of them flow rolling churches, you know, people beat up fell out. They even done hit their head and everything, you know what I'm saying? They be throwing sheets over dogs. You know how they do because they showing cookies and stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can't show that. Amen. Oh, we just having fun up in here. Yeah, yeah. But we're speaking the truth. Yeah. Bible says now, when you build this thing in your life, you're gonna have some gold, you're gonna have some silver, you're gonna have some precious stone, but you're gonna have some wood, some stubble, and some hay too. You, in other words, you're gonna have some error in there. You're going to have some sin in there. Let me just break it on down. And when I put the fire to you, it's going to burn up those things that ain't no good. But I got you saved. I got you. Now, that don't mean to frustrate the grace of God. It don't mean that at all. Even though we do it every day. I know I do. I'm not going to stand up here and tell lies like, no. I'm going to tell you the truth. If you're going to love me, you're going to love me for who I am. You are not going to love me for who you want me to be. The devil is a stinking lie. You will never put that kind of pressure on this preacher. You won't do it. You're going to love me for who I am in the Lord. And not who you think I need to be or ought to be. That ain't no love. That's a liar. Going to love you as long as you living the way they want you to do or making them satisfied. And I done live long enough, especially as a pastor and a preacher up in here to know you can't satisfy people. I can't even satisfy my wife. At least alone long satisfying the rest of y'all. So I just give up trying on any of that. I'll do what i do. If you're going to love me, you're going to love me. If you ain't, you ain't. So be it. End of discussion. Ain't nothing else to talk about. Because the same vows I took with her is the same ones I took with God. For better or worse, through thickness, through good time, through bad time, through sickness, through hell. He wouldn't have put it there if all that wasn't going to be in there. And if I wouldn't have said I'd do, if I wasn't going to do it. So now that the pan is hot, don't be hollering now because you, you done got saved and things done got hot because things supposed to get hot. It's got to, got to be a test. Some things got to be burned. Am I making sense of it in the day? Watch this. Sixteen. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Mm? And if any man, watch this, defile the temple, that's this physical thing here, of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. He's talking about destroying this. Because he just said, now, you'll take a loss, but you yourself will be saved. He ain't going to go back on his word now. He ain't going to let the devil twist that. He said, yeah, now you defile it. But what did Jesus say about defilation? He said, it ain't what go in a man that defiles. Oh, God. Okay, self-righteous. Now, here again, this don't give the right to frustrate the grace of God now. Don't get this messed up. I want to I implicate that. But the fact is this. God says <coughs> that it ain't what go in a man that him.
0: It's
1: what come out of him. He said out of a man comes adulteries, fornication, murders, thievery, all that kind of stuff. It's what come out of a man. Now, let me say this. Even though it's not what go in a man that defiles that man, it's what comes out of him, but you can put some stuff in you that'll cause you to bring that other stuff out. So the end result is still the same. It's what comes out of him that defiles it. You understand what I'm saying? So my thing is, is that If we're putting stuff in, which I'm guilty and everybody else is guilty of in some way, form, or fashion, whether it's the wrong food, the wrong drug, it don't matter. it all kill you. You know what I wish we could do? I wish that we could take everybody's trash can that's in the Christian society and throw it away and leave each individual with their own trash can so that they could only look in their own trash can. Because Christians, all they want to do is look in somebody else's trash can to keep and and avoid themselves from being looking in their own. And I wish... That we could take all of our trash cans and just leave our own little personal trash can with it and leave it right there in our face, hung around our neck on a mirror so that when we look, it shines back down in that thing and you can see just how dirty you are. And then that old lip would hush. Some of say Christians talk too much. They do, don't they? They'll go out of their way. A Christian will go out of their way to hurt you. But they will never talk about the 98% of the good stuff you do. Mm. That's a strange animal, that thing called a Christian. That's a strange animal. No wonder Jesus didn't call us dead. He called us disciples. Because that thing called a Christian, I'm looking at old, uh, what's the name of that old thing? Nightfall on Netflix. (coughs) It's about the old Catholic Church. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Because you're false. And you're heathenistic. And you're a liar. And you're pedophile. And you're serving a false doctrine. And you ought to see the lies. See, I studied up on all this stuff. I studied deep in this stuff. See where all this garbage comes from. And see, don't nobody want to tell the truth because don't nobody want to make no waves. Well, I'm a wave maker. When I come, I come like a hurricane. And the problem is, the question is, can you handle the winds that's coming with me? I'm a cat five when I'm speaking up here I'm going to tell the truth I don't care whether you like it or not I done dealt with all of them and the Bible said we ain't supposed to be associated with that foolishness you're going to stand up there and pray to a statue that can't talk can't walk can't do nothing that you got to sit where it's supposed to do what a power in that you think God, pleased with that. I'm getting you going out here messing with little children and little babies. You know that ain't right. And then the Pope covering it up. You know that ain't right. You're wrong. And it's time for preachers to stand up and tell you that you're wrong. And stop this foolishness. So what if you offend some people? I don't care. The Bible says, blessed is he whosoever is not offended in me. If I speak the truth, why are you mad? You say you're about God. Why are you mad? Hit me up on Facebook. Said God said now, if any man defile the temple of God, God said, I'll destroy it. For the temple of God is holy. God said, You suffer loss, but I still save you. Now I'm talking real now. I'm talking Bible. I ain't talking theology. I ain't talking about the Baptist. I ain't talking about the Methodist. I ain't talking about the Zionist. I'm not talking about the Catholics. I'm talking about Jesus Christ, the gospel, the true gospel. He said, Yeah, you'll suffer loss. But I got your soul saved. You just keep on enduring to the end because he that endures to the end shall be saved. Stop beating yourself up for making mistakes. I don't do that no more. I don't do that. Because you know what? I come to the understanding that I'm going to make them Regardless. And I ain't putting that kind of pressure. It's a whole lot of pressure I don't put on myself no more, and I don't let nobody else put on me either. Not you, not nobody. No, I ain't your God. Jesus, your God. Go to Him. Don't, 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 don't try to put me in the oven. You ain't willing to get in the oven yourself. The devil is a lie. You get in there with me, and then you won't be so quick to run your mouth. Getting off in a corner somewhere, you know, oh, not the man. yeah, you know you. What about you? God see you over there gossiping. That's sin. That's sin, y'all. Gossip is a sin. And God ain't got me saying this for no reason. God ain't got me saying this for no reason. Zechariah, Old Testament, chapter 3. Zechariah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whew, come on, Zach. It's right before. I think it's right before Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament one before the last book last book is Malachi then you've got Zechariah Zechariah 3 I want you to see something here church are we all there okay I want you to see what God is wanting us to see I want you to see something watch this Zechariah 3, verses 1. We're going to deal with 1 through 10. We're going to deal with the whole chapter. We're going to get through it quick. Watch this. And he showed me Joshua. Joshua, the high priest. Joshua is a a type. Joshua means salvation of God, Savior. Same as Jesus. Here's a type of Jesus, but here is Joshua as a type of Israel, the church. Okay? Are you with me? All right, now watch this. Joshua, <coughs> the high priest, was standing before the angel of the Lord, and look who was there with him—Satan, Satan. Mm-hmm. ah, the accuser of the brethren. The Bible says in Revelation twelve ten. See, Satan loves to accuse the brethren goes back to that gossip goes back to all that kind of stuff Satan was standing at his right hand to do what? to resist him how many of y'all know that the devil is trying to resist you from receiving this word today? you know what the devil will do? the devil will take one or two words and play on you to close your ears and you'll miss everything that this sermon got to say to you. That's how the devil work. <laughs> That's how it work on you. He said, I gotta shut this, shut the ear, because faith comes about what? Hearing. And hearing come by the word of God. But you can't hear the word without a preacher, right? So if the enemy can shut your ears from hearing the preacher, then it will kill your faith. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes by the word. But how can you hear without a preacher? And how can he preach unless he then sent? That's the word of God. <laughs> so if you close <laughs> your... Look here. You just blew your own head off. What? Why? your own emotion. <laughs> <laughs> you know the more emotions are crazy, they make you crazy, won't they, man? Huh? Things be going good, the more emotions act up, you just throw everything. You throw the baby in the dishwasher. <laughs> These days the baby might throw you in there. <laughs> Verse two says, And the Lord said unto Satan you know what the Lord said, The Lord rebuke you. In other words, I rebuke you, the Lord said. I'm the one gonna rebuke you, Satan. Because when the enemy comes in like a flood, God says that He's gonna lift up a standard against you. He said, Now, Satan the Lord rebuked you, O Satan. Even the Lord that has chosen Jerusalem rebuked thee. Is not this talking about the church Israel? Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Talk no, Satan, because old Satan's finna to run his own mouth, right? And God fin shut him up. He fin to shut him down. Already shutting him down. He said, "I rebuke you before you even get started." You know. I say before